0: You are listening to the Cattle Call podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim, your cheery, happy, fun host. And with me, as always, is my partner.
1: I am Rocco. And before Jim goes any further, I just want to tell you guys. Just just get ready. Fasten your seatbelts because Jim is on
0: fire today. There you go. Jim is on fire. Jim's always on fire. It's because Rocco really just burns my ass. But that's a whole other story, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, but see, he's trying to be happy and cheery to get me to avoid the engineering joke of the week. And it's not going to happen. <laughs> You're oh. still getting the joke, dude. Sorry. Has to be. It's the new bit. So here we go. So Rocco, did you, did you know... It, you know, I, I've noticed in talking to people that, that there are a lot of people out there who are looking for a, a romantic partner who's an engineer. Did you know that? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But it's, 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 it, there, there's a positive phrase that they need to understand here. So if you're out there and you're looking for an engineer as a romantic partner, your odds are good. But be aware that your goods are odd. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's your engineering joke of the week. Oh boy. Oh, where's come on.
1: where's the where's the bump bump?
0: There you go. <laughs> there it is. Okay, I can throw that in here. That'll be your job from now on. You have to sit there and do a the little bump bump on the desk when I tell these stupid jokes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So look, they needed a joke today. They needed a chuckle simply because we got a serious topic. Um so what are we talking about? So our topic for today is leaving the Autodesk subscription model and can you actually do it? Um so there's a little bit of anger that gets tied into this this entire discussion. So, all right. So look, folks, here on the podcast, we, we try not to beat up on Autodesk too much, um, not just because some of their folks who are outstanding guys are, are recurring guests on our show, uh, but because Autodesk actually does make some really impressive products that we are big fans of. Um, you know, still, right? There is no point ignoring the the 600 pound gorilla in the room. And and no, Rocco, that's not me. Um, you're getting close though. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, but, but but really the big problem here is it's the despised Autodesk subscription model. Um, you know, this has been a really effective change to their business from the shareholder and investor perspective, but it's been a nightmare from the user end. Um, you know, listen, you know, I get it. I do. At the end of the day, right? Like like Calvin Coolidge once said, the business of America is business. Um, And and that's never more apparent than in a publicly traded corporation like Autodesk, right? All of those C-level staff, right, they all get their raises and their bonuses and their stock options all based on stock performance. It's not based on client satisfaction or number of sales, which is bizarre, but that's the reality. Um, You know, the only metric of importance is the share price. And it's not even the share price over long term, it simply is the the price higher today than it was yesterday that's how intense it gets i am and because your autodesk holds a monopoly they do on the cad market here in the us they were able to switch to that annual subscription model and set just outlandish prices despite universal customer outcry right for the most important reason of all because they could right we all had no choice but to accept that because there was no other choice right or is there? And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. All right? So you know Rocco, the, the subscription model uh, at order this has been in place for like over five years now. Um, it's kind of a fact of life at this point. Have, have, have people kind of just accepted that or do you still see a lot of anger and frustration over it like we did in the beginning?
1: Unfortunately, there's there's more acceptance than there is than there is gripe, but, People definitely have a gripe over it, you know, um, particularly when I talk to, to business owners and, you know, it's it's putting out $3,000 per year per license. You know, <coughs> that just, that that hurts the pocketbook.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and all of their stuff about, you know, oh, it's good for budging and so on. For most of us, that's meaningless. We'll, we'll talk about that. But, so, you know, I guess the, the first question that I want to delve into here today is why, right? Why did we all accept those Autodesk force changes that gave us zero benefit, right? Higher costs and a whole bunch of acid reflex every year when those $3,000 per seat bills come in. Um, it, it's not like there weren't CAD alternatives when this first happened, right? There, there were systems like MicroStation and, and Rhino and Dassault and, and a whole bunch of others. Why didn't we all just tell Autodesk, go scratch and move on to a different system? Well, the most basic reason, was fear, right? It was fear of losing our hard-earned skills and the standards that we'd spent decades building, you know. And, and Autodesk bet, and and they won this bet that users would be too scared to make the dramatic move to a completely different system like MicroStation, because it meant having to rebuild and retrain and redefine every staff and train every member and every block and process that you had. Um, you know, Autodesk counted on the fact that most small to medium-sized businesses ran too tight to the bone to weather that level of reinvestment in their CAD system. Um, large firms might have, but here's the thing. Those large firms all received huge discounts and bonuses to their seed count, okay, to ensure their acceptance, right? And big firms are also the only ones who saw any benefit from the, the subscription model at all right? Fixed annual budgets, right? And the ability to shift licenses easily when you have employee churn. That's useful to very, very large design firm managers, right? None of those things are useful to smaller firms at all. And we certainly didn't get any seed or discount incentives, you know, for, for making that shift. It was like, hey, this is what you're doing. You got 20 seats, you got to buy 20 seats. Whereas, you know, the, the big guys like, oh, you got 600 seats, we'll give you 100 for free if you make this change, right? We most of us listening, right? We got the company store line. This is what we're giving you and you'll spend it where and when we say, or you get nothing. That's basically the way they approach this. Um, you know, so, so rocker, right? You, you, you do and did even at the time, uh, much more customer facing sales than I do. Um, is that a, a fair assessment of the why that we all just rolled over for auto desk model or, or, or am I, did I miss something in my, my little summary there?
1: No, I, I, I don't think you're, I don't think you're off. I mean, you know, part of it comes down to to, to comfort level. Part of it comes down to you know, it's what I've been doing. It's what I know, um, and 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 it's well, everybody else. This is what everybody else is doing. So I just gotta suck it up and deal with it and find a way to, to to make the money to cover that that cost. You know, so. Uh, a lot of it comes down to, to acceptance. And is it right or wrong? Well, that's, you know, that's debatable. <laughs> that's what we're yeah. talking
0: about. Uh, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, and, and the next thing that I, I kind of want to get into here is what I call the you know the big bait and switch um, that Autodesk used to lure those of us who were actually angry enough to consider making the change to a different CAD system, right? They pulled a, a giant bait and switch here. They gave us the, you know, the collections Right at deep discount to sweeten the deal, um, and look here's the truth, right? Most of the people listening to this show probably have the AEC collection from Autodesk, right? And you know they also the other they have like the product design and media collections. They have all, all kinds of collections, right? and the idea is that these collections give us you know 15 different major software packages that if you buy them separately you'd be spending thirty thousand dollars a year. We're gonna give it to you for the three thousand dollars. So, you know, consider this, right? Think about this. It sounds like a great deal, right? If you use Civil 3D daily, it's $2,500, $2,550, whatever it is, for one license per year, okay? The AEC collection, it gives you Civil 3D and Revit and AutoCAD and InfraWorks and over a dozen other systems for only $3,200, a few hundred dollars more. That's a great bargain, right? Why wouldn't you buy that? That's amazing. That's what Autodesk counted on, and it was an absolutely brilliant, brilliant marketing ploy. They, they fooled almost all of us, right? Most of us fall victim to this type of value proposition, uh, but my wife absolutely does. She will buy a sweater because the store is giving away a free can of spam with every purchase. She doesn't eat spam. She won't even let spam in our house, but she feels like she's getting something for free, so it's a bargain that she just can't pass. Listen, I hate to tell you folks, but for almost all of us, we're holding a whole bunch of canned spam with our AEC collection. Um, If you only use one design system like Civil 3D, then the rest are useless to you. And you're paying an additional $700 a year for the privilege of having software that you don't use, right? And I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Because it is the same spiel that Rocco and I gave to customers when we used to work for an Autodesk reseller. All right? We used to tell them, "Oh, well, you, you may not use it today, but, but you have it, right? So, so people can learn it, and then you'll be able to offer more and better services next year. Yeah, that's a complete load of crap. Uh, look, remember the reason we didn't go to the Bentley products when this all started? Because learning entirely new systems is time-consuming, slow, and expensive, no different going from civil 3D to Revit, right? Are any of us ever going to pay our civil designers to sit around and learn how to make 3D building models inside of Revit? No, it's a waste of time and money. It's a lie. It's bait and switch. So, you know, racko as a percentage, if you can, right? How many of our clients use more than just one of the design systems that they have in their AEC collection?
1: Huh. Probably probably less than five. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's using the core the core tool and the, or or tools, you know. I mean, AutoCAD is is usually core in the AEC collection, but it's becoming less and less of a core product. And you know, for the most part, it's it, it's well, we work mostly with architecture, engineering, construction folks, right? So for the most part, it's it's Revit and or and or uh, mostly an or Civil <coughs> 3D that they're using. You know, they don't really know or understand or have the time to explore all the other products. Even though the intent is there, it just, it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. And look, and even back in the day, once upon a time, kind of that selling point that they would hit you with is like, well, yeah, but yeah, I know you do mostly civil design, but you may hire a a part-time architect down the road and he can use it. Great. Except now, let's be very clear on this. Nowadays... Each AEC collection, the entire collection, can only be used by one person, right? And one person only. If you buy it for Joe Schmo, who can barely draw a straight line in in vanilla AutoCAD, he's probably not going to be teaching himself to become your InfraWorks guru, right? This was an area that Autodesk flat out lied on, right? Once they got everyone hooked into the recurring annual subscription with, you know, the AEC, they pulled the concept of network licensing entirely. Okay, meaning you can't now have that part-time architect work on Revit license. You got to buy him his own seat. Uh, you know, once upon a time, right? You could have Joe and his buddy Jim uh, both use different tools from the collection at different times. Joe could mess up AutoCAD drawings in the morning, and you know, Jim came in on the weekends to use Revit and and you know, use the same license. Not anymore. Right? Autodesk quickly and quietly. Killed off that in what they call, in favor of what they call named licensing, uh, which had some kind of BS justification that was just so bad I don't even remember it, where only one person can use the license for a particular collection. Uh, it is a horribly unfair scenario that takes advantage of the end user who think themselves stuck in kind of a, a Kobayashi Maru scenario. Uh, that, that's a, that's a no win situation for our, our non Trekker listeners. Um, you know, and and that may have been true once, but it is not true anymore. And that's what I want to get into in more detail in the second half of today's show. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, listen to today's sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to get into that. So stand by folks. We'll be back with more of the Cattle Call podcast. Today's Cattle Call podcast is being brought to you by BricsCAD, the latest and greatest CAD software out there on the market today. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And the beauty of it is that BricksCAD allows you to use all of your current drawing files, all of the uh, CAD commands and macros and features and Lisp routines and customizations and configurations that you've already developed, right? Without any transition. Your people can be up and running in BricksCAD in a matter of hours, right? So to help you make that transition here at Zentex, one of the things that we've done is we have actually created a Make the Move to BricsCAD program to help you move from your Autodesk-based platform over into BricsCAD with minimal time and risk and investment. And Rocco is gonna tell you all about it. Rocco?
1: I'm gonna tell you all about it. Well, there's a great deal of information that's available uh, right on our website. It's zentechconsultants.net. Um, you can reach out to us at sales at zentechconsultants.net or give us a call, 866-824. Four four five nine, but yeah, that's that's the core um, idea behind it, Jim. If you're if you're an AutoCAD user and you're looking to make the move to BricsCAD, we're we're here to help help make an e- an easier transition for you. So check us out. Let us know how we can help you.
0: Perfect answer, BricsCAD, the smartest CAD system on the market today. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call podcast. We're talking about the Autodesk subscription model monopoly. And if there is any effective way to get out from under kind of the, you know, the the CAD overlord's thumb. Um, You know, like I said at the top of the show, Autodesk has some great products that made them, you know, king of the CAD hill. Uh, But since they got there, they've been operating with some really sketchy business practices at all of our expense. Um, You know, and, and I pointed out that the reason most of us stayed put, even though we were angry, was the lack of viable Alternatives, right? Systems like MicroStation are very powerful, but they are so dramatically different from what we knew that the concept of the change was daunting. Um, and what I want to talk about in this half of the podcast is that it's not like that anymore. Um, there are a number of software developers, you know, in this, in this CAD space who have gone out of their way to keep, you know, process, file type, and tools as compatible as possible with the Autodesk products and processes that we all use today. Um, I'll even go so far as to say that a bunch of these new systems perform substantially better than the Autodesk platform that you're working on today. Uh, You know, Let's face it, right? Once once you've cornered a market, there's not a whole lot of incentive to keep innovating and adding new things. That, That just drains profits, right? And that lowers share price. Um, on the other hand, systems like Bricscad and Civil Site Design and Spatial Manager and Map Maker—we're going to talk about all of those—they're they're taking on AutoCAD and Civil Three D and and Map, right, respectively—and and they're flat out kicking Autodesk's butt in terms of price, performance, and capability. Um, so you know, Rocco, we we sell all of those systems, right? What do clients think when they first see what the capabilities are right from those systems, and and do you think it's in it, its performance improvement or the familiar interface that they see with these that that grabs the most attention from from our clients?
1: Um, it's a little bit of both, but I, I think it's mostly performance. I mean, if you know, it, it, <laughs> I think with anything in life, right? I mean, if you've got a tool that that can can double your productivity. You know, give you time back in your life, save you money. I mean, heck, you know, let let they're they're willing to to consider abandoning what they've what they've been working on. So it's it it is a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely true. And anything you know, like I said, you know, the 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 both. It's like buying a new sports car, right? You say performance is key. So if I tell you, hey, you know, you've got a nice sports car, but I have this one that goes twice as fast on you know half the amount of gas. But if I tell you that it's, you know, built, you know, for Europe where the, the steering wheel is on the right side of the car and it only uses, you know, diesel hybrid mix, weird fuel, you yeah it's nice. I'm glad it goes great, but it's, it's so different. I, I don't want to deal with it. But if I give you and say, yeah, it's a standard car, uses regular gas and it, it, it runs, you know, twice as fast, twice as far. And it's a normal, you know, left-hand vehicle here in the U.S., you're definitely much more likely to jump on that. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, the, the performance is good, but the, the fact that you get it in a standard format that you know how to use, I think really pushes it over the edge. Um, all right, so let's talk about these systems, right? You know, the, the biggest venue here is definitely BricsCAD, right? Because it offers an AutoCAD-based alternative that works better, faster, and with an interface that is almost indistinguishable from standard AutoCAD products, um, it also gives you the option to purchase perpetual licenses, so you own the software once you buy it. Right? You want to buy and use BricsCAD for the next ten years? No problem. You buy it once, right? At I will point out a price point that is lower than a single year AutoCAD or Auto yeah AutoCAD subscription. Um, you buy it the one time, and you can use BricsCAD forever. You only update when you think it's of benefit to you to update. Um, You know, the the other things that are important with BricsCAD is that it it works in the same DWG version as AutoCAD does. The files are 100% compatible. And you can work back and forth and trade files back and forth between AutoCAD and BricsCAD as you need to with clients or whoever else. Um, No problem. I also really like that with BricsCAD, you, you can use all of the, you know, the Lisp utilities and the plotter configuration and the pen tables and the blocks, and just that anything else that you're using today in your AutoCAD based system, right, you can just use those in BricsCAD with no change. Um, In most cases, all you have to do is just point the BricsCAD pathing to the folders where you have those things on your network in AutoCAD, and you're ready to work. That's it. It's that easy. Um, you know Now, Now I know that sounds like a sales pitch, folks. I do. And, and maybe there's a little bit of sales pitch in there. There's always sales pitch in what we do. Uh, but, but really, I bring up BricsCAD because it directly relates to our primary question today, right? How do you leave the Autodesk subscription nightmare? As I said earlier, the biggest thing that, that held us all in place was fear of the learning curve and having to redevelop standard and rebuild our libraries. BricsCAD Specifically address those fears, right? It requires minimal, and I do mean minimal. Like in a couple of hours of training and setup, most people moving from AutoCAD systems to a BricsCAD system are up and running, full speed, company wide, in under a week. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. So you know, Rocco, BricsCAD Pro, right? That version goes head to head with AutoCAD, right? But BrixCat has other systems, right, that can replace other Autodesk tools. Right? not you tell folks what are those in terms of relating them to annual sub you know, Autodesk subscriptions, what what kind of price point are they looking at?
1: Yeah, I mean I won't get into, you know, Breaking down a breakdown of the exact pricing because there, there's a lot of different options whether it's you know multi-user or single-user uh, 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 perpetual or <coughs> annual licenses. But yeah, with Bricscad you have Bricscad Light, which is comparable to AutoCAD Light. You have Bricscad Pro. Um, you have Bricscad BIM. Um, you have Bricscad Mechanical, and then you have Bricscad Ultimate, which incorporates all all the products in, in, into one. Um, and you know the the pricing r- ranges from you know say say six hundred to fifteen hundred per year um, with with Bricscad, uh, or you could get it as as a as a perpetual license, a one time perpetual license, for uh, for under two thousand um, per license. You know again depending upon the product. So I mean yeah. for, specifically for for Bricscad Pro, for example, it's 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 eleven $1, fifty. Uh, for a single user perpetual license, so you know, which, which is right, it's, less, it's
0: less than a single year subscription price for the, for yeah. AutoCAD, and that's true. But I think most all of those, right? They're almost pretty positive. Most all of them are the, the single seat perpetual license is less than a one year subscription fee. to AutoCAD. I mean, Definitely. it's just it's it's crazy. Um, so, you know, longtime listeners of the show here, you guys know that I am a huge Autodesk Civil 3D fanboy. Um, You know, I I built the bulk of my career on that system, and I still train people on it regularly. I love it. Um, You know, civil site design, right? It's a different package. Civil site design is an incredibly powerful civil and survey design system that can run on BricsCAD, AutoCAD, or even inside Civil 3D itself. Um, You know, for for today's discussion, though, I want to focus on, you know, civil site design running on the BricsCAD system. Because it lets you break out of that, you know, dreaded subscription model completely. You can do full-scale civil survey design with modern tools, and I mean better tools that Civil 3D could only dream of using, right, and get both the CAD system and the vertical civil site design system as perpetual licenses. And point of fact, right, If, if you guys bundle them both together, Rocco can get you a pretty hefty discount. Um, you know, civil site design handles points, surfaces, corridor modeling, alignments, profiles, pipes, cross sections, everything else that you do in civil 3D. And it does it in a much smarter, faster and simpler way than anything you've ever seen from Autodesk. Um, you know, Look, if you guys haven't seen my webinars or videos on civil site design, trust me, you want to hit our website or our YouTube channel and see what this tool is. Does. Excuse Don't me. worry, <clears throat> you
1: won't have to see him, you'll just see his video. Yeah, just so videos. you won't be
0: scared. No, nobody needs to look at my ugly mug. Good point. Uh, <laughs> let's not scare off the listeners. Uh, you know, the, the key here, I think though, is is that the licensing models for civil site design allow for both perpetual licenses and network licenses, right? So that you can use these licenses for multiple people, right? It's which you can't do with the Autodesk stuff. Civil Site Design even has built-in functionality for converting your surfaces and your corridors and your pipe networks and so on, back and forth between Civil 3D objects and Civil 3D, right? And and most other design systems. Um, you know, the idea of being tied to a, a vertical design system like Civil 3D, it's it's fading, right? Innovative software developers have seen the anger that so many people have towards Autodesk's practices, and they are intentionally designing and offering better products with better licensing models to help you make that scary leap from, you know, kind of living in an abusive CAD relationship to a, a happier CAD future. Um, so, you know, Rocco, what are what are folks looking at in terms of the difference in pricing, right, between the annual subscription models and kind of the bundled Civil Site Design CAD bundled under the perpetual model,
1: uh, well, so civil site design is uh, is available um, as under the perpetual model. It's it's twenty four ninety five for a single user, um, or twenty nine ninety five for for a multi user. But again, you can get it. You know, you can <laughs> do it. Structure it like you have your your Autodesk model if you wanted to, or even your Bricscad annual model. Uh, as as an annual subscription i know we're kind of trying to focus here on on bricscad but um you know it, it's it again it's flexible under bricscad autocad or civil site uh civil 3d um so there's 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 flexible options the the point is you know talk to us and cuz you you got a lot of options you're not not, not just stuck with one option
0: yeah um yeah and, and two other tools that i really like that have, you know, kind of taken on directly the, the Autodesk Maps, you know, GIS systems, and have done it in really effective and very inexpensive ways. Um, and th- those tools are Spatial Manager and Map Maker. Um, you know, the first, right, Spatial Manager, it's a very easy to use. And I just stress, it's so easy to use. It's got a great user interface. It's a GIS tool that runs on either AutoCAD or BricsCAD. It runs on either system, right? So it gives you that flexibility Rock was talking about. Um, you know, it, it's far easier to use and it costs substantially less than anything that that the Autodesk Esri partnership right, is offering. Um, it's really a remarkable system, you guys check it out. Uh, you know, the, the second system is MapMaker, right? Man, and MapMaker gives you the ability to check, verify, uh, or even build and, and resolve, you know, map closures while labeling any type of map that you need to work with, whether it's a tax map, boundary maps, cadastral. Whatever, uh, you know, Mapmaker gives really accurate and, and very easy to use results. Uh, you know, but, but the key here, again, is that it's going to run in either AutoCAD or BricsCAD, runs either method, right? You see that even the smaller developers are seeing the writing on the wall that people need to move out of the Autodesk world into these other better systems, right? And, and both of those systems, right, uh, you know, Mapmaker and the, uh, the Spatial Manager can be purchased as perpetual licenses right the the idea of actively dismantling the Autodesk you know hegemony here it, it, it has become deeply rooted in the matter, modern CAD world uh, and it's growing really really rapidly right the the, the the driving concept behind all these software systems is that they are directly refuting that recurring subscription model standard right and they plan to do so indefinitely it's it's their niche Um, You know, and they all, all of the systems we're talking about here in the second half of the show, they all offer network licenses for multiple users who don't need to use the systems full time. Um, And this is all intentionally planned, right, to fly directly in the face of Autodesk. And, you know, let's be honest. It's not just because these developers like us, right? They're not our buddies, right? They have seen the anger simmering just below the surface that we all Harbor, all of us are holding you know, for, for the high-handed practices right? that Autodesk has done, and they're offering direct alternatives to lure you away from Autodesk, right? Yeah, they're not altruists. They're business people, and, and they see a need, and they're looking to fill it, right? And in the end, though, I think that's good for all of us, right? That's the basis of free market capitalism, isn't it, right? You offer something better than your competitor, And and as small business owners, you guys can guess that, you know, a free market is important to Rocco and I. Uh, You know, when you get into situations where one massive corporation controls better than 90% of a market, you will see unfair practices, price gouging, compliance threats, and low quality product being pushed out to the market, right? That all helps the one corporation and it hurts the entire industry, okay? So I'll sum it up today by telling all of you listening that this scenario can't improve if you're not willing to consider making the move to newer, better, more fair products out of fear. So I'll I'll leave you with my my communist role here. Rise up and and cast off the shackles, comrades. Power to the CAD proletariat. And with that, my silliness is over and we'll get out of here and we'll catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, develop and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So, Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech?
1: All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net, or you can even call us, 866-824-4459.
0: Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.